0: Hello everyone and welcome to I am not okay with day I am your host day and today I'm joined with my bestie, live in the flesh you guys oh my gosh I've not not had I've not had anyone in the flesh in a very very long time so this is really really amazing Lisa welcome
1: Thank you. When we recorded the last podcast and we talked about next time, I did not imagine that next time would be in person.
0: Right. It has been okay, just let me tell y'all. Lisa's been here for some time and it's been so, so, so amazing. And I could not have her leave without us recording an episode. So I've been away for a little bit. We're coming back. We're coming back, but we had to do an episode together before she left. So here we are today. I'm so excited about what we're gonna talk about. And I can't wait for y'all to join in the conversation. But first, y'all know what it is. We are going to get into our some type of way. So, Lisa, you're our guest. Go ahead. What made you feel some type of way?
1: Wow. Well, we're already kind of touching on it. My some type of way is a happy some type of way today. And it is that I got to be here. It is spending Yay. this wonderful time with Dania in person. <laughs> the fantastic time we've had. I mean, I could say some some type of ways of what has happened, some unexpected roadblocks since I've been here. Right. But today I'm focusing on how happy I feel to have been here, to spend this time here. I don't have words for how amazing it has been. Literally <laughs> two of the best months
0: of my life, yes. So, yeah, that's what's making me feel some type yes. of away. What about you? Okay, so yes, we had summer 2022 Lisa and Dania edition, it was the best. My some away has a lot to do with that, too, except on the opposite end because you're about to leave soon, and I'm, I've already been in my feels, y'all. I've already broken down a couple times. <laughs> the past few days and I anticipate more breakdowns to come and I'm just I am heartbroken I am really really sad for the day that you say goodbye for now yeah so that has been my feelings but I'm trying to enjoy every last moment together I'm trying not to think about it too much and I'm trying to just be in the moment in the present just living um yeah Which kind of leads me into the topic at hand today, y'all. So. Since Lisa's been, I mean, honestly, I mean, we talk about things all the time, so yeah. it's not, this is not new, <laughs> but since we've been able to talk back and forth like IRL, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about different things. And the other day we were chatting and you brought up one of these quotes that really led into um, a conversation and have been thinking about a lot of different things. So first, you want to go ahead and share that quote?
1: Right. So I'm going to share two versions of the quote. Um may have heard it before or some iteration of it but it says people wait all week for Friday all year for summer all life for happiness and the other one I want to say is stop waiting for Friday for summer for someone to fall in love with you for life happiness is achieved when you stop waiting for it and make the most of the moment you're in now Love that
0: And it just got me thinking I actually was having a conversation the other day With one of my coworkers Where we were talking I was telling him about Just like where I was in life And I was telling him about making a certain decision And I was like I just kind of want to wait Until x things happens so then that'll help me like make the decision you know and I was saying I just am in a place where I feel like when the next thing happens then I'll be okay and he said to me the thing is life is about like now it's about like the things that are happening currently like yes you will get to that next place but it's not about like waiting till you get in that next place like this is life that's right now you know Um I've just been in this, like, weird place in my life where I feel like I'm in this, like, in between, you know, like, on this, what do you call, what do you call the, uh, you guys. Waves? Not waves, but kind of like, um, a seesaw. Where we're, in the, we're in the transition period, I feel like I feel like I know where I want to go But I'm not quite there yet And there are certain things that need to happen, I feel like, to get there So I'm just in this, like, limbo That's what I'm looking for, yo, oh, okay. brain I'm in this, like, limbo place And so it's just weird to, like, know what to do in that limbo place And one thing I actually was talking to my therapist about this week Was the fact that I have got, I've been in like that limbo place for so long, actually, like I moved around a lot of different times, each time, most of the times I knew I was not going to be in that place for however long. So then for me was like, okay, I know this is temporary. So I'm just gonna, like, dip my toe in be here kind of, but I'm already here in the next, when we go to the next place, right. And When I, the last, like, two moves, I thought, okay, that was going to be it. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here. And then, it wasn't. (laughs) That's when the divorce happened, y'all. And that's when I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to go back home, and then that's going to be it, right? And then it wasn't. And so, like, every time I think this is going to be the time where I, like, settle down, the time where I'm, you know... In that place where we're good, something else comes is like, oh wait, actually no. And so I've kind of like gotten accustomed to that limbo place where now I don't know what to do with myself right. like I'm I don't know if I should lean in right and just like take it all in or if I should do what I've been doing and just wait until like half in half hours I was, like, wait till the next thing happens and then give it all in yeah right there so that's kind of where i've been but like what's been your experience with that like in between stage
1: i feel like i'm in between in a lot of senses right now not the same senses of you as a physical location Mm -hmm. because i'm settled where i am but i feel like i'm in in between societally so you know you're young you're in your 20s and that's a a, a season mm-hmm. you know and the next season that's expected after that is you get married you have children right but I'm not in the 20s I barely in the 20s season anymore and then I'm not in that next season and it feels like there's not really a space for that mm. there's not a name for it and sometimes it feels like I'm just not meeting out to the parameters of what is expected of my age you know so I'm single indefinitely, and that feels like an in between. Mm-hmm. I career-wise, I'm doing what I want to do, but I still am not all the way where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And then I live at home still. I don't own a house. I I'm not renting anywhere. So it just feels like a nebulous place where. Even in church, I don't know where I fit in. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I've realized this more since I've been with you. Really? Because, like, you know, we've had COVID and we've been home. Mm -hmm. And we've come out of COVID and now we're kind of in a different bracket. And so, like, when we've been together and we've been going places and we see youth or young people, we're Mm -hmm. like, are we even counted in this? We're not. Are we young people still? We're not. Apparently not. Like, I went in a young person and I left not a young person. Mm -hmm. But then what am I? You know, I, there's not a lot of, I feel like, room for what does the life of a yeah. single 30-something entrepreneur, in my case, look like.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that in between, because I was actually thinking about this, too. Our, like, I think the generation before us, like, our parents, they're... The, like they always lived up to the expectations i feel like like there was not i don't know of many people who are like us yeah. and like trying to be like us you know what i mean like i think society says okay we need to get married we need to have kids we need to do buy a house and stuff like that and in some ways those are things that we want but in some ways those are things that we don't want yeah and even that being An acceptable stage. I think that plays a part in why it's. There is no name for it. Because the goal is always. Marriage. Kids. Settle down. And there is no goal. Like what what are the alternative goals?
1: And because we're so goal driven. We don't feel comfortable in a state. Where there's not an explicit goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or in a state where we have not reached the explicit goal. right? So. It's hard to navigate. Yeah, it is. hard to feel comfortable there.
0: And then especially like then what do we what do we use as our um guide for happiness then? Yes. Because then it's like if our goal is not marriage or if our goal is not kids what are we working toward then?
1: Right. What is going to make us fulfilled? What is going right. to make us purpose? What's going to give us meaning to life? What's mm-hmm. going to give us a legacy? Exactly. Is it going to
0: be then career? And then are we going to put all our like stock in the career? You exactly. know, like it's always like there has to be. We have to put value in one thing or like specific things or else we're not going to be happy. Right. Versus this is life. Like we're trying to figure it out and that's enough to just be content.
1: Yeah. and I mean, looking at other people's experiences, Mm -hmm. I'm realizing this way doesn't work, you know? When you get married, you're just not automatically happy. Okay. (laughs) When you have your first child, when you have your second child, and there's a lot of people that you'll just hear like, listen, I have kids. Listen, Mm -hmm. I I was too young when I got married. There's people who put everything in career and they're still not happy. Mm -hmm. So you realize at some point, like, this isn't the way. Yeah. It isn't about the stage. There's no point you're going to reach Like a metric when you will be happy
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting because That is how it's sold to us If you get married You will be happy if you have children you will be happy and even in most recent times i feel like we are seeing a lot more like vlogs and people doing like vulnerable posts talking about the realistic nature of all of these things yeah. and i just feel like a pro- one of the problems is that these things were not talked about before and it was just like right. this is the destination you get there you're good yeah and that sets us up for failure you know and you're right like i mean psh, i went through the stages and look at me like that didn't really mean anything the the happiness factor what i'm learning now as i'm in therapy and working on it is like me um becoming the best version of myself working on myself healing and just like getting to know who i am and i'm i think that that is the point you know instead of like we need to put all of the our personal value into a relationship or into a role that we have to play yes I think it's more about learning Growing and accepting who you are mm-hmm. And enjoying each moment what, Whatever that stage is Yeah
1: And I feel like Going back to what society is putting on us mm-hmm. Job wise mm-hmm. We have most of us This ninety five construct That we have to work within So it becomes very easy to light the quote mm-hmm. On Monday Four days until Friday Tuesday three days Two days. One. Like, you're counting down for the weekend,
0: girl. You're counting down for the end of the day. You go yes, in at. Yes. If, at are you go in in the morning. You're counting down for lunch. Five o'clock. True. Uh,
1: then you're <laughs> down for five o'clock when you get to leave. Facts. And then you're coming down till Friday. Mm-hmm. And you're dreading Sunday coming because then you have to start getting ready. The Sunday first. blues. Mm-hmm. And then week by week, you can't wait until you get vacation and you spend your whole life wishing that the time would run out like staring at an hourglass and watching the sand go down until it's a time when you can relax you can whatever and then at the end of life you're wishing that you had all that sand back you wish you could turn it right back upside down Mm -hmm. because all of those sands you know every piece of sand all of those moments all those minutes that we spent dreading our current and Waiting for the next thing Was our life Right That was our life That is
0: our life Wow girl Which is kind of like sad It's really sad to think about Sorry It's really sad to think about Because There is no satisfaction ever It's always the next It's always the next And then And then what's Like what's the point
1: Yeah And then you're waiting For retirement And then you're at retirement And maybe at that point You can't even enjoy All that you've worked for Mm -hmm much time you have left and it just you can spend you can have like years I feel like when you reach a certain age you can have years you look back and you don't remember a single thing a mm-hmm. year of your life Yep. it all just blurs because you haven't lived in that moment mm-hmm. you haven't been mindful you haven't been grateful
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a thought and I lost it COVID brain so real you guys oh my gosh Hmm. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something about Waiting that. Waiting for the time to run out. Um... Oh, yes. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> It's funny, because even in therapy, as a therapist, I'm always talking to the clients about, we need something to look forward to, you know, when we start to prep them for like going back into their lives. It's always about let's get excited about something. So let's have something to look forward to at the end of the day or on the weekend or in vacation, right? And it's crazy, because like, that Even in something that's supposed to be helping us, I feel like can be counterintuitive because the mindfulness, that's the point. Like the taking time to really be present in every situation and like honor and respect each situation and take it as as it is bad, good, whatever. um, Those are the things that you will notice because like here's the thing. We were talking about this the other day, too about the we- my wedding. And I was telling you, girl, there were so many things I literally do not remember. Because <laughs> yeah. here you can talk about the blur. I was like, yes, I don't remember half the thing. I don't know what the toasts were said. I don't remember all these things. And the reason why, when I think about it now, the reason why is because in those moments, I was worried about what all the problems. I remember all the problems, okay? And I was in the moment worried about all the things that are going wrong instead of trying to soak in the moment, right. you know? And then, even in that conversation, you were talking about all the things that you would want to do in your wedding to ensure that you can be in the moment. Yeah. And initially, my thought is like, oh, girl, like you're not going to do this, and you're not going to do that. And it's because it's like, again, back to societal expectations. And then when we look at what societal expectations is, those things are just going to cause misery because they're we're doing it for other people exactly. and not for us and not something that will help us be in the moment and live, right? And enjoy it, you know?
1: Yeah, I what you're talking is actually reminding me of for my office fans out there two things. Are really <laughs> awesome. um, the first one would be when Jim and Pam got married. hmm Um, finally, yes, we're waiting for this since season one, and somebody had told Pam to take mental snapshots of mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. so like she would go like this to just kind of capture it in her mind because it is like so, it can be if you do it you know depending on how it is such a stressful day yeah that you actually have to choose okay i'm gonna remember this moment i'm gonna remember this moment and that's i think what it can look like mm-hmm. one of the ways it can look like to be present in the moment and then the other thing that i'm remembering from the office is the last episode when they go back to the office and andy says like these were the good old days like I wish we could realize when we're living it Mm, yes this is the good old days like we always look back to the good old days
2: Mm.
1: it's our memories that man things were good but when we were living it we were like things were good Mm -hmm. and then the worries is when we live in the future so we're always living either in the past or the Mm -hmm. the past of the memories whether they'd be good like man that was good or whether we'd be bad or regrets or what ifs like should have done something different or yeah and then we're living in the future Mm -hmm. our anxieties our worry, all the things that haven't happened but we're putting all our emotions and our thoughts Mm -hmm. into something that has not come to be it's not now, and we're so very rarely in the now Mm -hmm. like our thoughts are very like when you go to sleep at least this happens to me when i'm trying to go to sleep i'm thinking about two things Either something that happened that day, something that happened last week, something that bothered me, something I should have done differently, or I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to do this tomorrow, I have to do that next week, I have all these things to do, my to-do list. I'm not I'm not just, you know, mm-hmm. here, lying down in this moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's just so,
0: um, it's so sad because that's become our norm. And it thinking about, Veering away from that seems almost impossible, sometimes. right? It's almost like okay, so what? Do you yeah, like what do we do about that? Because like, how do we live in the moment? How do yeah. we? Because I think the thing too is living in the moment also requires us to then be present with the bad things. Yes, <laughs> And we're usually running exactly. And I think I think actually about something that um, we talk a lot about at work. So with eating disorders, when We'd, when we talk about clients who restrict their food, for example, we always talk about the fact that when you restrict consistently, you're numbing out all emotions, you don't get to choose, I'm only going to numb out the bad ones, right. you're equally numbing out the good ones too. And it's the same thing I think about when it comes to the avoidance of things. It's like, Maybe we are all trying to numb out in some capacity. Maybe it's not like eating disorders, but maybe it is something else. You know, maybe it's constantly working all the time, filling our heads with TV, movies, podcasts, all the things. But either way, we're avoiding something that then leads us to avoid all things. Like we literally cannot be in one time and space because we're constantly in like focus on other things you know we don't we don't even have the the capacity to be with ourselves and in with our thoughts
1: so it doesn't just rob us of okay maybe i won't think of this bad thing right now but it robs us of the joy of the moment
0: exactly there's no
1: way to be avoidant and also have all the the capacity for joy Mm -hmm. like when you open yours and it's not easy like you're not out saying out harassing oh easy. yeah no like <laughs> like when you open up that your mind to this mm-hmm. you're you're choosing both you're choosing to be open to the hard and then you're choosing to be open to so much more good yeah to actually live life and life is not just the good parts you know life is the hard yes
0: part. oh my gosh but
1: you know what i i remember mm-hmm. you know, we met in argentina I yeah go back to our first um podcast season one yes um <laughs> and i remember when we had our orientation the leader mm-hmm. Geraldo, he told us when you look back on this year yep. you're not going remember Yep. And I was like mm, I, I don't know because I was a pretty complaining person I feel like at that point. no
0: we we complained a lot like we had a lot of things you to know, say
1: things, things <laughs> like, it was a different environment it was in some ways not what we're used to mm-hmm. and the truth is he was right okay. it was, yeah because i can't i mean
0: you can remember some of the things but yeah, like you look right. back is on fat- it's rose colored it is like everything was amazing it was the best year of our lives we did so like it, i was the most relaxed i've ever been in my entire life yeah it was just the best yeah yeah it's so true i'm trying to find this quote you guys because there was one thing that i read i don't know if i can find it oh my gosh it was so good it was very much relating to what you just said it was talking about life i don't know if i can find it
1: yeah so when we choose openness and we're afraid of okay the negative i just want to say from personal experience there's times that the negative will be hard mm-hmm. but a lot of times you'll look back and you remember the positive
0: yeah what i was gonna say is the quote that i was looking for i'm gonna butcher it but it was something along the lines of like life is amazing and wonderful and hard and challenging and difficult and beautiful and like every every opposite bad bad and good yeah. word you know and it was like Sundays it's good but i don't know it was just a perfect encapsulation of what life is right and it's true, like, and we were talking about this the other day Like, the other day, I had a bad day I came back home It sucked But then, I came back home We could hang out And we were laughing about whatever Like, we were able to I was able to even, like, talk to you about some of the things that were making me upset Cry, all the things But then, in the same breath, we're cracking jokes yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we're hanging out And we're, like, still enjoying time And it just brought me back to that quote of, like this is what it is. Yeah. Like, it's bad. But then when you have, also, I think this is too, when you have people in your life who are amazing and who you feel supported by, you can enjoy, like, all of the hard things are worth it. Right. You know? Yeah. But coming back to the mindfulness thing, if you're constantly in that, like, avoidance place, you're not going to be able to even enjoy the people that are there. Right. You know? Right. And so, like, I think that's one of the things I've enjoyed the most of just your presence yeah. is being able to do life literally with another person who gets it we can cry and laugh and like it just feels right no matter what it is you know what I mean yeah.
1: I'm thinking I feel like this is a quotes episode
0: I know right <laughs> I think <of>
1: another quote, <laughs> which is joy shared is joy multiplied mm. and pain shared is pain divided and mm. that is so true to me to my experience yeah when you have someone to share the joy with it's bigger and when you have someone share the pain with it's it's easier to carry yeah yeah
0: i love that so much i need to put that in like my office (laughs) put that on my wall somewhere okay because i'm gonna steal that that's good but yeah i i Wanted to talk a little bit more, too, about just the mindfulness and yeah, how. Yeah, let's
1: be practical. Yes.
0: How do we do this? Because this is the, this is a big part of our problems, right? And right. so how are we able to be more mindful in our lives? Yeah.
1: I can talk about my experience, mm-hmm. but I guess it'll be different for everyone. Yeah. But I'll say what we have also realized together and separately is just that need to always have be listening to something or doing something, you're listening to this podcast right now. You're watching. I know. This, right? <laughs> and it's, like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. The things that we're filling our heads with, it all be bad things. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we're never having a quiet moment. Yes. So for me, choosing moments that I do not do anything except what I'm doing, so important. Yeah. For mindfulness. So for example, usually I will sh- listen to the podcast while I'm showering choosing not to usually I will be scrolling on my phone when I am trying to fall asleep at night we're working on not doing that anymore Mm -hmm. and then I'll often do something watch a show, read something while I'm eating still struggling with that Yep. (laughs) not going to pretend same (laughs) but doing your chores, driving everything that you do that does not require extra noise Mm -hmm. then choose not noise to choose quietness and then you have to sit with your thoughts yes and that's where it gets hard but then it also becomes more natural as you keep going and you're able then to be in touch with yourself Mm -hmm. because we're not you know we spend so much time consuming others and hearing other voices sometimes we don't even recognize our own inner voice we don't even know what we sound like we Mm -hmm. don't even know which thoughts are ours and if you're a christian you don't hear god's voice you're able to recognize his quiet still voice because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. so for me a lot of mindfulness is choosing moments when I'm quiet and if you're somebody who you know meditates whether in a spiritual sense or not Mm -hmm. that the ability to not even to just completely pause even spending time in nature but you're not doing more than one thing you're not multitasking Mm -hmm. you're just sitting with your thoughts I'd say that's a big part for me what about you?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. We're actually not even meant to multitask. Like we're not supposed to do that. Our brains were not made to do that. And society, I think, especially in Western culture, we really push that. I suck at it. So I guess it kinda helps me in some <laughs> ways. <laughs> I know you're really good if, at it.
1: No, I'm saying you suck for real. <laughs> oh yeah. <it, God. laughs> if you're texting somebody and I talk to you, I, you could be like, uh-huh, yeah. And I know I'm gonna do
0: it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute facts. That's why I just get into the habit of saying don't yes. stop talking for a second. Yeah. Let me just do this because I don't <laughs> know what you're saying. It's facts. But I, th- I agree with you with the silence. I think I need silence too. I need pr- a break. I need to not just like not have multiple things going on at one time, but also like fully pay attention to what you're doing. Because yeah. that's yeah. the other thing I'm trying to do where if I'm doing an activity I want to be fully present in that activity. So, and that's something that we do a lot at work too. So for example, like if we are going on a walk, we practice mindful walking all the time where we go on the walk and we say, let's pay attention to all the things around us. Sometimes it will even say like, see how many, let's make a list of like all the things that we notice as we do this walk around the pond or whatever. And I'm trying to do that more just in life in general. Even when like cooking, for example, I'm trying to not... I used to watch like watch TV or like listen to podcasts too. And so like even cooking, I'm trying to do that mindfully. Just like take in all the things that I'm doing, really pay attention to all of the smells, the flavors, all the things. But I think another thing that you and I are doing, thankfully, and I would definitely recommend is accountability. Because we have these plans, and we say, okay, we're going to do these. But it'd be hard. Like, as we said, it'd be hard. We are struggling to keep up. And it really, really helps me when you're like hey did you do this or not even that if you just do it and i see you doing it then i'm like oh let me do this too you know and so i think like having a partner or having people in your life who are also wanting and working toward the same goals of mindfulness really helps because then um you're not doing it alone and then like even when you're spending time with each other you know Put the phone away when you're spending time with each other. Like, be there with those people. I think, like, one thing, one major thing that's been coming up, I realize, over the past, like, week or so, but especially even yesterday we went to church, was people Mm -hmm. and the importance of people— And I mean, I've always been grateful for the people in my life, and I've always tried to be present, but you know, you know how it is, like, life happens and things get in the way. And so I think one thing I'm wanting to work on more is being present with the people in my life. And taking in those moments, whatever, whether it's like minute or whatever, major, whatever it is, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree there. I mean, I feel like we've normalized phone use at every single moment. Mm -hmm. So it is somehow normal that you're texting, like I'm talking to you Mm -hmm. and I'm texting somebody at the same time. I'm pouring my heart out to you and you're texting, texting, like... It, we've normalized that. yeah. And if we think about it, it's it's not... It's rude. It, I, yes, it's <laughs> I personally rude. hate it. <laughs> I do as well. It's not fair no. to the person. And we're not really connecting. We mm-hmm. don't have the eye contact that we need. We don't have the, like, the looking at the body language. It's like, if literally I'm on the phone on a phone call and I'm talking to one person, I'm talking to you in person. And like, it, you don't do it, but somehow with mm-hmm. text is okay. So I think putting on your phone is a major part. Yep. And in terms of another, like going back to what we were talking about earlier with these in-between stages and how do we be content in these in-between spaces, comparison is a thief of joy. So you on it. Another quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's, again, going back to our phones, we are constantly exposed to what other people are doing. Mm. And it can be positive, but it can also be very negative because there's sometimes that, I don't see a problem with how... I don't feel bad about a certain thing mm-hmm. until I see somebody else living different, doing something different. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wish. And why don't I, mm. and why do they, and it's so, I think limiting social media time, if that's a problem for you is a really important to being content and living, mm-hmm. enjoying the season you're in. Yes. Because at some point you may be in a similar season to them, but you need to be in this season for now. Mm. And Mm -hmm. we're looking at people on social media, and we have no idea what they're actually living. You know, like, you see a happy couple, and you don't know that they Mm -hmm. just had a fight. Mm -hmm. You know, you see somebody on a trip, and you're like, I wish I could be traveling, but you don't know what they had to go through to get there. You don't know the food poisoning they got on the trip. Like, you don't know. (laughs) You know, you don't know. But we're, as they say, comparing our regular lives to people's highlight reels. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're not happy. You know? So I would say stop comparing yourself to others. Yeah. A big part.
0: Yes. We're going to come back to this comparison thing, because this is huge. But I do want to just add in there with the social media thing. I can attest, y'all, you know, don't, like, listen to my testimony, okay? OK? I was that person who always cared about, like, what people thought and would, like, always think about what I'm going to post to continue a certain narrative okay i would be in fights with my ex-husband i would be not in a good place so many times and i'd still be thinking what can i pose and how can i do this you know and for what like literally for what so just take that as an example like (laughs) you don't know what people are going through yeah the highlight reel is two percent of a person's actual life and so getting off of social media actually is very big and that's That is something that we're both trying to do less of, too, I think, in terms of mindfulness. But coming back to the comparison thing, because I think this is something, too, that we need to talk about. So it's interesting that you were talking about, like, you can be okay with where you're at, but then all of a sudden you see this person and you're like, oh, my gosh, no. And when we think about even the in-between stage, the whole reason why we're upset about it is that comparison. Yeah. That's it.
1: And that's why we even call it that, the Mm -hmm. in-between stage, because it's not actually an in-between stage. It is just a stage, mm -hmm. but we're comparing it to somebody else's stages, and then we're saying, oh, we're in-between.
0: Right, because other people are married, other people have kids, other people have careers, are at the top of their careers, and whatever, and we're out here, like, we're not in that place. And the thing about it is, like... (laughs) I sent you the the video the other day of like these two, the two girls in the pool just living life, you know? And I was like, this is us. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like literally, okay, Lisa and I, we're not trying to have kids, okay? We're on the same page about that. And I mean, right now, we're not in relationships. Lisa wants a marriage. I, I'm on the fence. But <laughs> I'll be okay if I get married. I'll be okay if I don't get married. But the thing about it is like, we're living like we're enjoying our lives okay like we the the video was of these two girls in the pool and it was like me and my best friend hanging in the pool like spouse and child-free living okay and i was like yeah um that's us we're doing it and the thing is like Again, we are just a-okay doing it until we see some other person living their life with their man, and it's like, oh, man, you know? And I just, I wonder, too, what is, like, the solution to not, um comparing I'm sorry oh you're looking <laughs> yeah. for something you're finding a video, the video yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like how can we get away from this comparison thing yeah.
1: i will say which goes to all of the things gratitude is a major part mm. of this whole equation Gratitude is one of those things that sounds cliche. Yeah. Everybody's saying it right now. Like, same mindfulness. Like, everybody's saying buzzword. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, gratitude. Okay, mindfulness. Yeah. But it's real. It is real that we don't realize how much we are complaining, how much we're verbalizing and thinking just negative thoughts about our reality. And if we pause and look at, okay, what are all the things that I am happy about? Mm -hmm. What are all the things I'm thankful for? Right. Then... We don't feel this need to measure up to somebody else because we're happy with our own life. So I don't think that gratitude means that you can only be grateful when you get where you want uh. and you have everything you want. And that's the thing. We're waiting to be grateful
2: when, when. we have.
1: There's so many things that we have to be grateful mm-hmm. about now. And I'm reading this book and I'll plug it now. It's Not Your Turn by Heather Thompson Dave. Buy it. I haven't finished it, but I'm already plugging it. And she's talking about that concept. Um,
0: What I see. Is Is it that one?
1: Yes. What I see. Yeah. That she was like overwhelmed with all these worries and doubts and all the things that like are not going right in her life. And somebody asked her, what do you see? And we practiced it once. Pause. What is the reality of your life? I have food. It sounds like the basics, but not Mm -hmm. everybody has. It's true. I have food. And not just I'm eating biscuits already, like I have mm-hmm. actual food. I have a place to live. Even if it's not the f- exact place I want to live, even if I want a house, I am live in an apartment, whatever it is, I have a place to live. I have a comfortable bed. I have a job that pays me. I have this friend. I have this family member, like whatever it is for you. If you pause and stop looking at what you don't have and look at, if I look at my life, what do I see? then you will realize you're surrounded with so many things to eat and mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And when I'm in that mindset, then I don't feel the need to then look at what somebody else mm-hmm. has because I have enough. Like, if your fridge is full, do you need to go to the grocery store? No.
0: Right. Although we be doing that. Okay. Well, what we we'll do is <laughs> the fridge is full, but we're going on to eat anyways. <laughs>
1: True. <laughs>
0: True. Not an example, yeah, but anyways. No <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, if you are full, you don't need to go and get mm-hmm, food. You're, mm-hmm. you're not, you don't need to go eat something mm-hmm. else. Like, if you feel satisfied with what you have, you don't go looking for something else. Right. So great.
0: Which, going along with that analogy, if you are full and you get more, then you are uncomfortable. Yeah. Which I think goes along with the comparison. Sometimes we are... Moving towards something we don't even want but just because it's the expectation and that makes us uncomfortable that is Not authentic to who we are and what we want to do and our own goals, you know, I think like just thinking of myself, there are a lot of things that I used to work toward. And again, for what? Because other people said you need to work on this. But then when I looked within, it wasn't something I genuinely wanted to do for myself. And therefore something that didn't sit right with me in the end, you know, and that's when you have to ask yourself, what do I want? I think another question, like the same questions of what do I see? Also, what do I want? And if we need to ask ourselves, what do I want outside of the expectations of other people? Right? Because that's really, really big. Yes. Separating others, others expectations from your expectations. Something you always say is, if money was not an option. <laughs> when we think when you think about like yeah. things that we want to do, for example, if money was not a consideration, yes. would you do this? Yeah. Or if x was not a consideration, what would you do? Yeah. And I mean, it's really good. Like practically speaking, it's like, yeah, definitely. A lot of times too, you will notice your Reflex response is what you want, you know. But then there's always like, well, there's this, there's that, and it's like some of those things are valid. Obviously, if money is lacking, you can't do it. But some of those things are not valid. Yeah, people's opinions and expectations are not always valid, and don't—they're not a necessity in you making a decision for yourself.
1: Right. I think that's major because, like, sometimes I'll be with a friend and I'll say where do you want to eat? I don't care. I don't know. It doesn't matter, whatever. And that... It can it be small for, like, eating. Sometimes I'm the friend who doesn't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we kind of carry that attitude in life. Mm. Like, we are not even aware of what we want. So I think we have to ask ourselves, for real, what do I want? Because we think it's obvious, but we don't actually know it. Mm-hmm. And I really agree with just deconstructing what we the things that we expect of life mm-hmm. so i have been in that process and as she mentioned with the wedding you know i've seen my friends have weddings and i've seen every single one of them be so stressed on their wedding day and we have always been told the wedding is like the best day of your life right like, this is the thing you're supposed to be planning from as from a little girl like it's supposed to be an amazing story mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. but i asked myself what's more important to me like everybody <sighs> enjoying my wedding or me enjoying my wedding okay (laughs) having this amazing day in everybody's eyes that like oh my gosh lisa's wedding was amazing or being happy and relaxed on the day that i start this official part of Mm -hmm. my life with my partner Mm -hmm. and so then for me a lot of things fell off for my wedding the guest list (laughs) number one (laughs) the dress the bridal party something that Damien judged me for a little bit i don't want to sign up at my wedding i don't like the signing up i don't want to be comfortable i'll sit down at my wedding i'm not you anymore i respect thank it thank you <laughs> you know but that's just one example of the ways that we have to yeah. pause and say do i really want this what does mm-hmm. this actually look like and it helps to look at people's experiences in the sense of when people are being real about it mm-hmm. then we can be like okay you know what maybe that's not for me -hmm. and that's okay yes that is the key right there and that's okay like i'd be asking you like she's this is maybe a little i don't know if i should say that oh but i'm gonna go ahead and say it okay say it sometimes (laughs) like we're going to pool for example and then you will say i need to shave my legs oh yeah do you need to shave your legs nobody's looking at your legs
0: (laughs) yeah and I've been going to the the pool with my legs not shaved and it's been fine and it's okay but
1: like we have to break down how much of what we're doing is for other people yes
0: I was gonna add what do we want why do we want it yes Because the why question is equally as important If it is again To please other people Then we know maybe this is not Something we need to do
1: Exactly there's nothing wrong with shaving your legs I shave my legs too But am I doing it because I want to feel more comfortable Am I doing it because I'm worried about what other people think about me Mm -hmm. And if you break it down Like so many of the decisions you make On a daily basis are based on What will people think Facts. Like dating wanting to bring a blanket Into the theater (laughs) Oh no <laughs> I had a whole blanket
0: <laughs> We walked scary. into the theater With a whole blanket y'all yes. And I was like Okay let me just like Try to fold it up Real small And I was like Lisa <laughs> you should carry it Because I feel like It's going to be less You know like I'm small I feel like it's too ob You know Right <laughs> Just like a little decision
1: Like that we're thinking Okay what are people Going to think
0: <laughs> Let's take that Out of the equation It's fox. It's fox. We it's just so crazy how much influence other people have on our lives. And that's been something I've been trying to deconstruct since I started therapy, frankly, because since I got divorced, since I started therapy, it's like, even, I would never forget this, y'all, like, I, my, my ex-mother-in-law would told me in the beginning, please, like, try to stay in it, try to make it work, you know, try, and If I listened to her, like if I was the person who was like, okay, she wants some, she wants this, like she's gonna be heartbroken. And if I listened to other people who didn't know anything about anything say to me, this is what it is, marriage is supposed to be forever, don't do this, I would probably be stuck in a situation that. Would not be healthy for me And I can just think of so many other examples in my life Where if I continued in the cycle of doing this for other people It was just going to end in disaster I already did it Actually, I did it for so long Living up to other people's expectations And what did it get me? A divorce So
1: Yeah, I can relate to that Because especially with my job I work freelance mm -hmm. And I find a lot of people will still send me job posts like if I'm not employed
0: oh my gosh <laughs> girl I did not know this yes,
1: people will say that is so rude me, okay here is like here's a place you can apply I'm like you know that I have a job right and somebody has said to me yeah but you can have two uh no who told you I was that? I, I worked full-time at that time I was doing my master's too and I'm supposed to take it and I'm like but well, why would I take this job mm-hmm. but basically they wanted me to have a Fit into that construct of a nine to five. Only a nine to five is a real job. What you have is not a real job. Uh It's just a little thing you do, make a little money. And I worked my nine to five. I put in my time Uh working for the man for three years or whatever. (laughs) And I make more every single month, sometimes double, sometimes sometimes quadruple what I used to make freelance. But because people don't see me out and about Uh and whatever, they think, look, we need to get Lisa sitting in a chair like the rest of us in an office. They don't want you to be great. And this is the thing. People <clears throat> will be unhappy mm-hmm. in their situation following society and still want to put you in it because they don't realize there's an option. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are unhappily married who will still ask me, when are you getting married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, podcast, you, can't you
0: can't see our looks, but we're giving these people judgmental looks, okay and there's
1: nothing wrong with 95 five years, you wanna be married, you don't have children but don't push on other people. And if it's being pushed on you, recognize it's an option. And if mm-hmm. you want it, that's fine. But if you don't want it, you don't have to do it just because people want it from you.
0: Mm-hmm. We need to normalize not projecting, A, our insecurities or our lack of understanding of something onto somebody else, and B, what we think is the right thing onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because I think even in the com- in the conversation regarding comparison, the bottom line is, we do not know what other people are going through, what other people want for themselves. We don't know what that is. You are perfectly happily doing your... Um, oh, I hope y'all didn't hear that. The Thunder is just... They're trying to get in a conversation too. Okay. we. I, you are very good with your freelance you know not the nine to five and you're happy and content with that yeah. why am i trying to like change your mind like yeah. th- if the goal is happiness who cares it actually reminds me of the movie we watched last night <laughs> Yo, we watched wedding season on netflix plug <laughs> <laughs> um and in the movie you know it's a whole like hate haters to lovers you know plot but in the movie, it was like the the family and all of the people pressuring them to get married, they were all like, Well, this we just want you to be happy. And they're equating happiness to marriage. Yeah. And the girl was saying, I am happy. Yeah. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing my career that I want. I'm advancing. And like what you want from me is already achieved It's just not achieved the way you think it should be yeah. and we need to normalize no longer doing that and respecting respecting that other people know what is best for them right and other people can make decisions based on what is best for them yeah you know
1: and this is what i'll say i think we want to have it all and sometimes you're not going to have it all mm. and with my freelance, for example, there are cons of freelance. Like yeah. It's what I want to do, and it's what I love. But I'm not going to say that it's always easy because you don't have that stability. Mm-hmm. If you want to take vacation, you can take vacation whenever you want, but you ain't got no money. If you're sick, you're not going to have no money. You know, if you want to have a retirement pension plan, you got to put aside that money yourself. There's pros and cons to every choice we mm-hmm. make. When you get married, you're going to have all these benefits, but you're also going to have a shift in what you can do mm-hmm. you're and in your lifestyle you might end up living somewhere that is not as nice as where you used to live right know? whatever you choose there are going to be some things that you choose to not have at the same time and you know i can choose not having children and i have those pros but then there's cons maybe later on in life and so the important thing is to know yourself and to know again what do i want like If you know yourself, you know what is the most important Mm -hmm. thing to me. Mm -hmm. So you're able then with the pros and cons to weigh what can I sacrifice to get something else. So for me, I can sacrifice stability for independence because that's more important to me work wise. And so we're not sitting here saying you know it's going to be roses and everything right easy and straightforward. But when you know yourself and you make that choice, you can stand by that choice. Mm You can stand against the societal expectations if you know what matters to you. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that so much. And I think too, just understanding that Well, when we make decisions, period, we're thinking of the pros and cons, the risks, the costs, right, and the benefits. And ultimately, all of us make decisions based on believing that the benefit will outweigh the risk, knowing that there will be risk, there will be consequences. I mean, that's the same reason I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to get married again, because as at this point in time, I'm not really willing to take that risk right now. And that is okay for me. Maybe... When I get later on in life, I'll be like, okay, I can take that risk now, you know, and that is okay for me, right? And so even like, I think what you said about knowing yourself is ultimately how you are going to know that you are willing to take the risk or not, which requires a level of, again, like sitting with yourself, with your thoughts, with your feelings reflecting and knowing what you're feeling what you're thinking recognizing your voice versus other people's voice like it all is connected back to mindfulness and to being present in your life
2: yeah
0: yeah so we just talked about a lot of things and I think all signs point to whatever stage you're in in life is the good part, you know This is the good part Like, you know that song I was going on an Instagram too, like The people were making reels, like, can we skip to the good part And then they would go to all the good parts Right? Yeah. Like, this is it yeah, We are in way. it There's no
1: fast forwarding
0: No, this is it, and let's like embrace it yeah. You know, I think that's really the biggest thing I want to, like, take away At the end of this podcast Is we are living in the good part So
1: yeah let's get the fullness of it because what i'm thinking about now is what you when you were discussing what you said at the beginning with not going full in Mm. to where you are because it might end and i remember when we talked about this before i said is your quality of life any better by not going full in your quality of life is actually worse Because you're holding yourself back, you're not allowing yourself to have all these possible good Mm -hmm. experiences because you're thinking, well, I don't know if it's going to last or not, so I'm just going to, like, float through this until the next Mm -hmm. part. But we don't know when the next part's coming, and we don't know what's going to look like.
0: We don't even know if we're going to get to the next part, because that's real, too.
1: So it doesn't... We think we're sparing ourselves pain by not going full in, going hard, and Mm -hmm. committing ourselves to this stage, but we're actually sparing sparing ourselves joy Mm -hmm. that's what we're missing out we're missing out in the fullness of life right now so whatever stage you're in and it may be a lot more difficult than what we've described here go full in Mm -hmm. give your all love as much as you can love and that includes yourself Mm -hmm. you know reach out to the people that are around you have all the experiences you can have because you don't know what's next Mm -hmm. and you're you know what's next is gonna come regardless it's gonna come and It's up to you to have as much as you can right now.
0: Mm -hmm. It actually is making me think about eating disorders again. (laughs) My brain is always connected to that because that's what I do every day. But, you know, I tell clients this too. We have a lot of conversations about relapse and recovery. And we talk about... Some people say they don't want to fully commit to recovery because they don't know what it's going to look like. And it's always about control. But it's it's this idea of let me just like kind of sort of do it, but not fully do it. But the reality is not recovery is the eating disorder like there is no no in between there actually is no in between which means that if you're not in recovery and you're in the eating disorder you are miserable you are experiencing all of the things you don't want to be experiencing and it is hard and i think about what you just said i think it's the same um concept of whether I choose to like not be fully in it, the stuff is happening around me and I, my choice of not being fully in it is preventing me from enjoying it. Like that is the solution. <laughs> I have the solution in my hand and I am literally choosing not to do it. And the only person suffering is me, Yeah. you know? And so we really do have to, a choice is, uh, no, not taking the choice is ill a choice. Yes. And we talked about that the other day, too. Therefore, let me make this decision and actively be present in my life so that maybe I can, like, well, not maybe, so that I can enjoy it more, so I can feel all of the things more and know that even the bad things, feeling that more is okay, too. Because I think that's the scary part about it is like when we start to feel the bad emotions and the hard emotions, it feels wrong. And it feels like, no, like we need to be positive, like we need to come back to this. And it's like, no, that's part of life. Just as your happiest moments are also part of life. Let's try to embrace all of those things, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a good part. No matter what stage you're in, let's get rid of this whole even label of in between, There's yeah. No in between. Every single day and every single part of it is life. Monday is life just as much as already. Workday is life just as much as your vacation. Mm-hmm. Every single day is is now.
0: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. this is life. This is life. We're not in between. We're just living.
1: Yeah,
0: it's life. This
1: is I love that.
0: <laughs> so, um, let's wrap it up with what God has taught me. Um, do you want to go first?
1: Sure, I can go first. Um, well, we're kind of touching on some of my potential options here. Yeah. Because one of the things that God has taught me is you always have a choice. Mm. And you touched on it not to take the choice or not to make a choice. is to make a choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what I want to talk about kind of ties in with the mindfulness in the sense of the same book Um this it's not your turn she was talking about a conversation she had where the person said i if i'm divinely appointed you know if god is really working in me that every single interaction i have is ordained and it's not a coincidence and it's an opportunity Mm. so every moment every like even a simple interaction like at the store the fast food window like and then the deeper interactions we have with the Me, but the people we see every single day like your spouse, your parents, your partner, your siblings, whoever every interaction matters, none of it is zero, none of this is inconsequential. Mm -hmm. Nobody's an NPC, like everything matters. So, like, God is teaching me to be constantly aware, and again, Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful in order to remember that because you just go about your day and you don't think about how the cashier is feeling, and if you can, like a smile will make a difference being polite will make a
2: difference
1: mm-hmm. um then your friend that you always fight with you don't think about how your their words impact your words impact them and what your how the way you're behaving can be positive for them or negative for mm-hmm. them so every situation every interaction Matters. I love that. All of it matters. Again, there's no in between. There's no nothing. Yes. There's nothing that doesn't matter. (laughs) It all matters.
0: I love that so much. I think mine kind of ties into with what we've been talking about, and it's something that has been helping me to even accept where I am in this point. And that is just because, well, God's God will put you in different circumstances, and just because He gives you a test doesn't mean that that is it like it doesn't mean that that is the final destination could be the final destination but there are so many factors that can play into what you're going through in this moment it's not just about what is happening in this moment it's about getting you to where you need to be and so for me I think I've gotten stuck in like the what is happening right now of like the woe is me this is horrible and not really thinking about where what is God trying to teach me like where am I supposed to end up and what is um, what is the plan here for me and so just knowing I, I think I'm learning to trust that I don't know everything and that I don't know what is best for me and trust in the process and not like not get stuck in just the immediate discomfort and all of the things that I'm feeling in the moment, but really, um, kind of zoom out and take that, try to look at it from a, a different vantage point. Cause I think that will create to more gratitude for what I'm going through in these moments. So that's something God's been teaching me and something that I really want to continue applying in my life. Well, we have come to the end of this episode. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation,
1: just like every conversation, always.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much, Lisa, for joining thank us you today. For
1: having me, it's been a pleasure to be back, and you know I'll be back again.
0: Yes, hopefully again in person. Yeah. Yes. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.